right, so week three of the NFL, uh, this is probably my uh, favorite week. You know, there's lots of good games, Packers, Saints, all of that good stuff. So we're going to get started with the uh, Sunday night game, Packers, Saints, you know, Drew Brees versus Aaron Rodgers. This was a very close mm-hmm. game. So what was your guys' uh, reaction to this tight one? Uh, okay. Uh, so for me, uh, this game actually kind of pointed out a couple things for me about uh, both teams. One is that the Packers are honestly, I would dare say that they improved after last year. I thought that last year they were incredibly overrated, that 13-3 and record that they absolutely did not deserve. Uh, but yeah, as we can see this year, I think the Packers have become a legitimate playoff threat. Uh, their defense, is, while it still does have its holes, it's not doing super badly. Aaron Rodgers is still balling out. But another thing that became very clear to me just watching Drew Brees, Drew Brees is very scared right now in offense because he doesn't know who he's going to throw to. Michael Thomas was his go-to guy, and Michael Thomas was really like the product of the majority of the Saints offense. Drew Brees... I mean, as much as I re- like the guy, he can't really seem to throw it past like 10 yards, five yards. But the Saints offense was really just kind of carried by Alvin Kamara. He had a great game mm-hmm. on the ground and in the air. Uh, a lot of people saying like, oh, Alvin Kamara is kind of overrated. Look, he only had like 58 rushing yards. But it's like, I mean, he he balled out in the passing game and the Saints are a passing team. So uh, I can't really discredit him there. Uh, so the Saints actually would also stood out to me their defense really is not very good uh their (laughs) secondary has a lot of weaknesses i mean you have like eli apple marshawn Lattimore, so you have some good names there but they're just not performing i mean we saw a key example of that with the whole minnesota minneapolis miracle uh when the saints secondary just failed to do anything uh but yeah it kind of continued in this game they have a decent defensive line but they just really lack overall defensively they have a lot of holes Mm -hmm. And the Saints are always a team that seem better on paper than they end up actually doing in the playoffs and such. And uh, I hope that it's not the case this year because I do like the Saints team. But uh, with Michael Thomas not yet uh, slated to play, he could be playing this week, though, if I'm not mistaken. But we'll kind of see how that goes. But I think Michael Thomas is the key factor to the Saints being a legitimate playoff contender. Yeah, what okay, do you think so- about this? I kind of agree with you. I think Drew Brees is looking a little off. You know, I'm mm-hmm. watching this game and last week against the Raiders, and I haven't mm-hmm. seen this many checkdowns since Alex Smith with the Chiefs. I mean, mm-hmm. the stats will show you that he played well, but it was mainly that one huge screen pass to Kamara that uh, went the mm-hmm. distance. Kamara had, like, 11 catches, and, I mean, mm-hmm. when you're running back to your number one receiver, I don't think that's a recipe for success. Mm-hmm. And I used to think that it was Michael Thomas that needed Drew Brees in order to succeed. But I'm yeah. starting to think Brees needs Thomas more than the other way around. And obviously, mm, yeah. this loss isn't all on, the, all on Drew Brees because the Saints' D needs some work, as Drew said. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers looked beautiful as always. I mean, he yeah. made some awesome throws. Uh, Love this, that, man. <laughs> this Packer team is looking really nice. Uh, a 1-2 and two start from the Saints, I don't think anyone really saw it coming. Um, mm-hmm. I think the more shocking one was against the Raiders. But, yeah, I think this team sure. definitely needs some work. All right, so uh, I agree and I disagree. I mean, Drew Brees, I thought he played pretty good. I mean, he doesn't make mistakes. I mean, the receivers, Emmanuel Sanders, I don't know what this guy's deal is. I mean, I thought he was pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kamara, you know, he had a great game. He's probably the best running back in the league now with CMC and Saquon injured. Um, yep. But Aaron Rodgers, you know, everyone's like Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, so good, so good. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is historic for uh, getting started off to the season. Uh, I actually did some analysis, and oh uh, he's actually oh, been ranked eighth for the first eight games in QBR, but then the final eighth game over the past three years, he's averaged ranked of 18. So, you know, he likes to get out to a strong start, get all the media excited. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Then he just falls back into that typical Aaron Rodgers stage. I mean, um, I don't think that's <laughs> Devontae Adams was out, so I'll give him that. But Michael Thomas was also out. I mean, Drew mm-hmm. Brees, he definitely needs Michael Thomas. I mean, none of the other receivers seem to really have that fit with him. Kamara yeah, was his best sure. receiver by far. Um, both of their defenses are not very good. I mean, I don't really know what the deal is with the Saints, like Drew was saying. I think their secondary mm-hmm. has talent. I mean, the Packers, mm-hmm. I thought they had, like, a good linebacker, but he's actually on the Giants now. I didn't know that happened. But uh, 
Mm-hmm. The Saints are one and two. Um, I'm very proud of Aaron Rodgers because thanks to uh, him, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now leading the division. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, I don't really think the Packers are going to keep this level up. I do think the Saints will start to pick it up. Michael Thomas is supposed to play mm-hmm. next week. So um, that's that's my thoughts on this game. Yeah, so moving on to the next game. This was a nail-biter, the Rams and the Bills game. What do you guys think about this? So, I mean, at first, you know, I think we all thought the Bills were looking uh, dominant and yeah. their defense, you know, stopped the Rams a lot. But then they sort of let up and it mm-hmm. got scary at the end. Uh, you know, the Rams did fall a little bit short, uh, but the Rams are mm-hmm. no slouch. And the Bill, both these teams are looking really good. Um, yeah. I think that uh, Josh Allen is really starting to become an, not an elite quarterback, but he could become a top 10 quarterback if he keeps up this level mm-hmm. of play. Uh, I do think the Bills' defense is a little overrated. I, I still think they're good, but I don't mm-hmm. think they're a top-five defense like a lot of people are saying. Oh. But, yeah, okay. I mean, the Rams and the Bills, they're both very good teams. That that final drive by Josh Allen was pretty yeah, spectacular. Man. If I was a Rams fan, I would be pretty pissed. Uh, the Bills, <laughs> I'd be excited. And, I mean, I think these two teams will probably make the playoffs. Yeah, so um, uh, if you've been following our podcast, you know Josh Allen. One of my favorite players. Um, I was very mm-hmm. high on this Bills team entering. Um, I was not very high on this Rams team. They've actually surprised me a mm-hmm. lot. I mean, the PA mm-hmm. bootlegs and the jet sweeps. I mean, I guess it'll get you off to a strong start. But uh, Josh Allen, if Russell Wilson was not in the league right now, Josh Allen would be the clear-cut MVP favorite. Um, if you Josh Allen, yeah, uh, yeah, he would be. Josh Allen's accuracy has always been the kind of knock on him. He's twenty-four for. 33 yesterday which isn't great but it's pretty good for him uh then he had yeah. 311 passing yards and five total touchdowns he's a very yeah. underrated runner with the football he's an absolute tank he gets a true mm-hmm. uh wr1 and stefan Diggs, and he's able to make mm-hmm. some magic happen with that i mean he's kind of a russell wilson-esque in a sense where he could mm-hmm. extend plays i was actually very surprised at how consistently yeah. he's able to do that but I think the Bills are a dangerous team. I do think they're a top five defense. I think they have probably mm-hmm. either the best or the second best secondary in the league. Uh, the Rams, yeah. you know, apparently have the quote unquote best player in football in Aaron Donald and the <laughs> Jalen Ramsey. So the, it's not a it's not a horrible defense. So Josh Allen was able to do pretty good on that. But I mean, I was high on this Bills team coming into the season and they're showing it, baby. Yeah, I mean. Josh Allen's on my fantasy team, so, you know, I'm automatically his number one fan. Uh, but, yeah, just all jokes aside, Josh Allen had just a monster game. Uh, I watched the last quarter, and I was just – I was really amazed at, like, what Dylan pointed out, his ability to extend the play. Uh, he scrambled, and he escaped the pocket so many times. I mean, yeah, like Russell Wilson-esque, but Josh Allen actually got it done. I mean, unlike we've seen Kyler Murray try to do the same thing uh, Lamar in Jackson. his early – Lamar, I mean, Lamar Jackson had one off game, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, but yeah, Josh Allen and Bills, uh, a lot of people complaining about that PI call at the end. Uh, that was pretty clear pass yeah. interference to me. And I think that what the, like, they want to say that the the Rams lost to the refs and the Bills, but the Bills actually got that horrible interception call where both the receiver and the oh, quarterback yeah. had possession and then the refs ruled it a, uh, an interception. I personally did not agree with that call. And if they want to say that the refs are biased, then I, I think they only watched like the last play of the game. But five total touchdowns for Josh Allen. Like Dylan said, he's the I would say that he's the MVP front runner if Russell Wilson doesn't exist. But unfortunately for him, Russell Wilson does exist and he's the clear MVP front runner. I really do like this Bills team, but uh one knock on them that I do have is their kind of lack of a run game. Devin Singletary, he's just like not able to get going. They don't have a very uh, deep uh, running back kind of scheme. They're a very passing-oriented team, and then Josh Allen takes off when he can. Uh, but, yeah, I think that this Bills, the the rushing offense is really poor from them. Uh, their secondary is great. I do think that they have a top-five defense in the league. Uh, I disagree with Jad about that. Sorry, Jad. But, uh, yeah, I really do like this Bills team. And this Rams team, like Dylan, I was very surprised by them. I thought this team would go – like four and 12. I thought this team is going to do really, really bad. Uh, I had no hope for this team, but they're proving me wrong. And honestly, they look like a very concrete team. So what do you guys uh, think about this notion where it's like, 
oh, you shouldn't call this at this stage in the game? Or do you think, you know, if it's a foul in the first quarter, it's a foul with five seconds left in the fourth quarter? What's your take on that? I completely agree. I mean, if you you have to have the same standard for all plays. Like, yeah. I mean, if you're getting fouled, like, if you're getting slapped on the wrist, like, I mean, I know this is, like, for basketball, but if you're getting slapped on the – no, I'll go for football since we're talking about football. <laughs> but, like, let's say, like, you clearly just, like – hold like an offensive lineman or you, you hold a defensive lineman like you may think oh it's a stupid call they're just getting like physical oh like it shouldn't have been called like hands in the face like that's stupid no but you have to have the same kind of standard yep, of, uh, of rules for all stages of the game it's kind of unfair to give like another team an advantage like then you have guys like Vontez Verfic literally like <laughs> killing other players on the team uh-huh. and then being like oh, oh because it's this late in the game we can't call anything so I think that's kind of stupid what do you guys think? Yeah, uh, I also agree. I mean, you have to stay consistent. It's also like in baseball, like the umpire may make a couple of bad calls, but he'll stay consistent with his strike zone. And it's just like Mm -hmm. in the NFL, like the time, the fourth quarter, first quarter, it's the same rules that apply. It's not like they change the rules. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I could see it looks bigger because it was like one of the final plays in the game. So like Mm -hmm. people focus on it a little more. But I mm-hmm. do think it was the right call, and it was the right call in the first quarter, second quarter, third, and fourth. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Jed, do you want to jump in on this Rams Bills game, or what? Or did you already do that? He he did. Yeah. That. All did. right. So, uh, another game. You know, Cowboys Seahawks. Um, I'm gonna start here. You know, as much as both both of these teams absolutely deserve to lose this game. I mean, DK <laughs> DK Metcalf oh is gonna be on. YouTube compilations for years to come. Um, the Cowboys secondary, like three times they let wide receivers get 15 yards behind them with nobody in the vicinity. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we here, you know, we we're all very high on the Seahawks coming into the division, and so far that's doing very good. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Cardinals should also be 3 and 0, but Kyler had a bit of a rough day <laughs> against the Lions. But I mean, Seattle's yeah. the real deal. I mean, Russell Wilson, you know, he's a, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, second-best quarterback, in my opinion, behind Mahomes. And then uh, mm-hmm. the injuries, though, are a bit concerning to me. Uh, school threat, yeah. I don't know what that player's name is on the Cowboys. <laughs> that guy needs to be suspended for the rest of the season. Yeah, he literally he needs to be he sus- twisted he, Chris, Chris Carson's, Carson's literally leg. lying I think on it was... the ground five seconds after the play is over, <laughs> and he just twists think... his leg, and he, like, basically snaps it in half. That guy, yeah. I'm not giving him bronze. He's getting a menace to society badge <laughs> right away. Yeah. I have no idea yeah. what's going, what kind of drugs he's taking. He needs to be out of the NFL, <clears throat> drug tested right away. And then, um, obviously, Jamal Adams, their best, probably their best defensive player, in my opinion, or Bobby Wagner could go either way. He gets injured, but Bobby I think Wagner. he's going to be fine. He looked okay. I mean, mo- both of these secondaries played absolute trash. Uh, Zeke didn't mm-hmm. play that very well, but they didn't fall behind early, mm-hmm. so they had to be pretty pass-heavy. But, I mean, this, mm-hmm. it just came down to Russell Wilson versus Dak Prescott, and uh, Russell Wilson's going to win that matchup. Yeah, uh, I'm a big Seahawks fan, but as a big Seahawks fan, I also have to be one of their biggest critics, and I'm going to say that our defense was abysmal. I hated everything that I saw on defense. Uh, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Like, yeah, Dak threw – two picks. One of those was a good pick. The other one was just like a late desperation heave in the end zone. Seahawks defense wants to act like they did something big. No, that's not what happened at all. These guys got absolutely burnt on every single play. And honestly, the Cowboys did too. Tyler Lockett, just one of the best wide receivers in the league at separating himself from the defensive backs. He was just getting wide open. He got three touchdowns. That's his career high. He had a great day uh catching the football dk metcalf could have had uh could have had another touchdown but uh that that didn't work because he kind of forgot how to play uh that that play really did anger me and if we lost the game because of that then this rant would be like 20 minutes long but uh the the seahawks were able to get it done i get like a heart attack every time we're on the floor i don't know how like we we have like a two score lead and then we end up like having the super tense game at the end which just makes me want to like cry uh but yeah, our secondary needs so much work. Our defensive line is like decent, but it's not really getting anything done. Our linebacking core is our strength. Uh, but for the Cowboys, I think I'm focusing too much on the Seahawks here. I mean, I'm a fan, but uh, the Cowboys, I really like Dak Prescott. Uh, I think he's a very solid player. I think that people kind of hate on him just because he's on the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that's really fair. 
Uh, Ezekiel Elliott kind of got stuffed, to the, which was uh, not really surprising because I think that the Seahawks' run defense has gotten a lot better, especially with the addition of Jamal Adams. But, yeah, the passing defense just got shredded on both sides. And, uh, yeah, like Dylan said, honestly, both teams deserve to lose this game. Um, so, Russell Wilson, he's looking like the best quarterback right now, neck and neck with mm-hmm. Mahomes. It could go either way, honestly. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of carrying what I thought would be a pretty good defense. I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on with the Seahawks secondary, but they need to figure it out. Because I don't know how many more games Wilson has to put up 35-plus in order to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as for the Cowboys, they proved they could stick with good teams, but I still mm-hmm. think they're pretty inconsistent, and I think they're lucky they're not 0-3 uh, with that win against the Falcons, that onside kick, you know. Uh, <laughs> if they jumped out to an 0-3 start, they'd actually be worse than the Eagles, but their defense is also terrible. I think their offense has some great weapons, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll see how they perform the rest of the year. Yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about the Niners now. I mean... Uh, I'm mm-hmm. not sure how many people actually watched a lot of this football game. It wasn't very close, but Nick Mullins came in to replace Jimmy G, and I thought he looked pretty solid. So what was your guys' um, take on the Niners, uh, this new-look Niners, honestly, with all these injuries? <laughs> I, I'm going to – I've been saying this, and I've kind of been discredited on this, but I'm going to stick with it, and I think that most of the people can agree after the complete romp that the 49ers did to the Jets – the 49ers are an incredibly deep football team and their success is not only due in part of the, to their coaching and it's not due in part to their stars. It's just due in part to the depth that they have at every single position on the field. I mean, you have guys like Jarek McKinnon. He's just going off in the absence of Raheem Mostert. Uh, you just have so many of these players like uh, you've got Jimmy Garoppolo out. Then you get Nick Mullins who, I mean, people are saying, like, oh, Nick Mullins, he's got to replace Jimmy G. I completely disagree. That's so stupid. He played the Jets. The Jets weren't <laughs> even trying after they started getting destroyed. So I think it's a really unfair comparison to compare Jimmy Garoppolo, who went to the Super Bowl with this team, to Nick Mullins, who played, like, two games for him. Uh, I really think this Niners team is a threat. Uh, I mean, it, it showed us that in the Jets game. I mean, sure, the Jets aren't the best competitors, Uh but yeah, this Niners team is very solid, and I think that all the people talking about regression, regression, I think this game is just a reminder that this team did go to the Super Bowl, and it's a very deep team all around. Yeah, so um, Drew said he's not going to go there, but I am. Um, I'm going to go there. I think they need to seriously <laughs> inquire about this man, Nick Mullins. I watched a lot of this mm-hmm. game because I had Jarek McKinnon uh, at my flex this mm-hmm. weekend, and he unfortunately got injured. I didn't play the fourth quarter when they literally ran the ball every single play with Jeff Wilson. And then Jordan <laughs> Reed gets injured after dropping a touchdown pass, who is my tight end replacement as well. So um, our injuries. But anyway, actually about Nick Mullins, I was very impressed with how Nick Mullins played. He had a very mm-hmm. high passing volume. I think he had over 35 attempts. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. his throws just look better than Jimmy G to me. I mean, he makes better progressions. He's not he's capable of making two, three reads on the plays, not a one-read quarterback. Um, his throw on the run I was very impressed with. Um, his legs are decent. I'm not saying, you know, start Nick Mullins right away, but I think Jimmy G definitely should be feeling a little bit of pressure from this man, Nick Mullins. I mean, I, that's what I got to say about this game. Uh, I knew people were going to find a way to use this game to hate on Jimmy G, but I think yep. this just showed how good of a coach Cal Shanahan is. I mean, he's without multiple starters at, like, almost every position, and he still mm-hmm. had a dominant performance. I mean, you could say it's the Giants and they look dead, but there's still an NFL team at the end of the day. And with how many starters the Niners are missing, I was impressed by how easily they won. And, I mean, Nick Mullins did look impressive, but I really don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo's job is, um, you know, is uh, questionable yeah, at all. Yeah, I, I don't think, think it is, but starter. it definitely should be. I mean, mm-hmm. if yeah, everyone's like stick with Tom Brady, Drew Brees, system quarterback, system quarterback, and then you have Nick Mullins with literally every single backup scores, like, what, 36 points? I know it's against the Giants, <laughs> but, like, we got to talk about some system quarterbacks here. Am I right? I mean, I think mm-hmm. people know Garoppolo is a bit of a system quarterback, but I, I mean, let's talk about the the Niners system isn't even Jimmy. Like, it's the run game. <laughs> this is what I've been foremost. saying. Like, I, I mean, every, no, but that's every, not they're saying like, Jimmy that's G's a top ten right? quarterback. Like, you can't be a top ten quarterback. Like, it's just not possible. I would put him in the. Yeah, I don't think he's top ten for sure. I would put like Josh Allen over him like any day of the week. Yeah, that's, Anyways, that's clear. I mean, 
Garoppolo, yeah. Garoppolo, if he's in this game at quarterback, I think they win by more than just uh, 36. And I don't think Mullins really impacted the game to the point where he, he, made did, a lot he would of have been better on than third down. I mean, he's just out there managing the game. Third like down Jimmy against Jean. the Jets is like playing like third down against like a bunch of statues. <laughs> like they're not doing anything. Now. I guess so. But uh, we're going to move on to uh, I think this will be one of my favorite segments. I'm going to go off on this one. Uh, Philadelphia <laughs> yeah, Eagles yeah. are now 0-2-1 with that tie against the Cincinnati mm-hmm. Bungles. Uh, so what do you guys yeah. think about this game? I'm going to start out this this one here. I just hate the Eagles so much. Like, I just hate everything about the Eagles. I don't like their fan base. I don't like Carson Wentz. I don't like anything about this franchise. Uh, their offensive line sucks. Uh, Carson Wentz, like, I'm really surprised, like, that he can still walk or, like, he's still alive. Like, I thought we were for sure I was going to get the fantasy indication, oh, Carson Wentz just died on the field. Uh, going to have to drop him from your fantasy lineup. But, uh, yeah, this Eagles team, I just hate everything about them. I think Miles Sanders is an incredibly overrated running back. Uh, I think a lot of people are like, oh, he's a clear-cut RB1. He's a great fantasy back. And like, no, he's not. They just keep force-feeding him the ball because Carson Wentz can't even walk. Uh, this Eagles defense sucks. Like, they're just the, – the, the Falcons are known as the, the Dirty Birds, but the Eagles are the real Dirty Birds of the NFL. There are so many illegal hits. Like, I mean, you want to talk about the, like – the Raiders as a joke, like, I counted eight illegal hits. Like, no, I actually, like, saw the Eagles, like, so many illegal hits in this game. I really like Joe Burrow, and I'm just really glad he didn't, like, get injured or something or get shot at the at the game. But just overall, I hate this Eagles team. I'm so glad that they're 0-2-1. and I mean, they're, they're just a pathetic excuse for yeah, a franchise. So- I can't believe this. I cannot believe this team went to the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm going to add insult to injury here because I think Jad might want to respond to what I'm going to say here. I've been mm-hmm. hearing for years now from certain people in the media, from certain people in my friend group, that Carson Wentz is a better yeah. quarterback than Dak Prescott. Cap. I do it's not want to hear that ever again. <laughs> I don't want Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz mentioned in the same sentence for at least the rest yeah. of this season. Carson Wentz is statistically the worst quarterback in the entire <laughs> NFL right now. He has a 58% yep. completion percentage. He has the worst passing passer rating of every single quarterback in the NFL. He's 0-2-1 and, and leads the league in interceptions. And, again, I'm not going to name any names, but I was once told that Carson Wentz is better than Dak Prescott. But uh, I'm going to have to agree with Drew if I do have Miles Sanders. He's a clear-cut RB1. I mean, you know, the talent, he might not be as talented as uh, another RB1, like a Derrick Henry or a Saquon Barkley type. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line mm-hmm. is it's fantasy football, and he gets the touches to produce. So, I mean, he's an RB1 yeah. in my opinion, although he's not that good. I mean, but let's move on to Carson. I mean, get the ball to Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz in the passing game. Every single one of your wide yeah. receivers is a 55 overall in Madden. <laughs> and you're going deep, chucking a deep one every three plays. And then you're not he's looking for Deshaun on every play. The league in interceptions, and you're still going deep, Carson. Literally, every time he throws the ball, I wince. I'm calling him Carson Wentz now. Uh, it's just Ooh. horrible every time he throws it. His one touchdown, one of his touchdowns wasn't even skilled because there was no DB within, like, 15 feet of him. But give the ball to your best players. Carson Wentz is not better than Dak Prescott. End of sentence. Easily, yeah. I have defended Carson Wentz for a long time. I think it's time I stop. I mean, this guy looked so talented a couple of years ago until that mm-hmm. injury in 2017. I guess I'm, I'm just holding on to the past. He has absolutely mm-hmm. sucked this year. There's no way around it. <laughs> Losing to the football team, tying with the Bengals. I mean, their team, the Eagles, really suck. Their receiving core sucks. Their O-line sucks. Their secondary sucks. There's a bunch of holes on this team. This is why I thought it was questionable they drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. Because although mm-hmm. Wentz you isn't looking too good. You got to start Jalen Hurts, not going to lie. Wentz isn't yeah, looking sure. too good. But but I think, I mean, you, you should have drafted to fill the team out for him, not draft a backup who could, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I guess, start in the future. But. I just I don't know, man. The crazy thing is, though, I still think it's a possibility for them to make the playoffs because the NFC East is incredibly weak with the Washington football team leading the division. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So we're gonna move on to a, another question that lots of people are talking about now. Dak Prescott mm-hmm. did participate in a shootout with Russell Wilson. Um, <clears throat> lots of Dak Prescott's got lots of haters for being, you know, the Cowboys starting quarterback, but. Is yeah. Dak Prescott now an elite quarterback? You know, is he one of those guys? Is he a franchise quarterback? He's 
been able to win big games. He's been able to hang with elite QBs around the league. So is he an elite quarterback mm-hmm. himself? Uh, I, I'm going to step in here again. I mean, I'm going first on almost all of these. Sorry, guys. But <laughs> Dak Prescott is undoubtedly an elite quarterback. Let's look at the first game this season. 266 yards and a touchdown. You may think that's pretty standard. But then you go to the second game. 450 yards and a touchdown against Atlanta. Then you have 472 yards against Seattle with three touchdowns. I mean, yeah, you had the two interceptions. But like I said, one of them was a late game desperation heave. The other one was just a bad throw, but, but the Cowboys, I like this team a lot. And Dak Prescott is the guy to get it done. He, uh, he is a very, very good quarterback. He's good on his feet. He makes the right decisions. Uh, he's creating stars out of guys like, uh, Schultz. He's got Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CD lamb, CD lamb. Uh, not going to lie. I feel like he's the best out of the three, like top. Rookie oh yeah. Another receivers. thing too, uh, Amari Cooper basically took himself out of the game again on another road game. I mean, what yeah. else is new? Honestly. What else is yeah. New? I, I was really confused. I mean, Amari Cooper's on my fantasy team. It shows the, like the yellow thing on the ESPN fantasy app <laughs> when your player's on the field. And I'm like, I don't see number 19. Then they go to the sideline shot of Amari just kind of standing there. I didn't even see him get hurt. I'm not sure what happened. I think he, he just doesn't like road got... games. <laughs> yeah, he, he just dropped a pass and got angry and just sat on the bench. Uh, but yeah, Dak Prescott, kind of straying away from the point here, but Dak Prescott is easily an elite quarterback. I'd say he's definitely a top 10 quarterback in the league, maybe even top five right now. Uh, what do you guys I'm think? Gonna, I'm going to almost agree with you here. I don't think he's mm-hmm. elite. I think he's within the top – eight to 10 range. Now, if you want to call that elite, then I guess he's an elite quarterback to you. But these numbers are a bit overinflated, in my opinion. Um, All of these big games you're seeing, they've been falling behind significantly and they've had to come back. So they're going to be passing the ball. Dak Prescott's getting like 50 upwards of 45 passing attempts a game. And he is making it count, but I'll give it to him there. But I mean, against the Falcons, against the Seahawks, he's getting all these attempts uh, because they're falling behind, and he has to take some of the blame for falling behind. He hasn't had playoff mm-hmm. success yet, uh, and he is definitely mm-hmm. a top uh, seven to ten quarterback. It's just a question if you want to call that an elite status. I personally wouldn't. I'd say top five is elite in my opinion, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. he's still miles ahead of Carson Wentz. Emerging, emerging, emerging elite. Yeah, emerging yeah. and elite. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think. Dak looked like an elite quarterback on Sunday, but I feel like next week Dak could look like an average quarterback. He shows flashes of being a really good quarterback, but I don't see the level of consistency from him. Mm -hmm. You know, some weeks he does good, some weeks he does great, but then other Mm -hmm. weeks he just he doesn't look the same. I don't know if that's worth forty million, the the forty million that he wants, um, Mm -hmm. because that's like top five QB money. Yeah, uh, apparently the the Cowboys didn't agree either. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, his defense isn't the greatest, so that's sort of the reason they're they're falling behind. Uh, but he has one of the best receiving cores, one of the best running backs. So this offense, it's pretty deadly. So I think he should be able to perform with the weapons he has. And uh, I think after this year, we'll know if he's elite or not. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we're gonna be moving on here, Tampa Bay. Um, had a great game uh, against the Broncos. So lots of people wrote mm-hmm. him off after that week one loss against the Saints. You know, so what do you guys mm-hmm. think? I know you guys are some of his uh, more of the haters, I would say, than lovers. But um, <laughs> is Tampa Bay legit? You know, are the Bucks going to make a playoff push? Is Tom Brady back? Is he washed? What do you guys think about this? <laughs> okay, uh, Judge, so... you want to start this one off? Yeah, so I'm not taking any anything away from Brady. I mean, you can't blame him for playing these bad teams. But I think you can't really you know, look at these games and think, okay, now he's back. He played the Panthers and Broncos. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I think Jameis Winston at quarterback wins both these games. I don't think these games are as telling as you would think they are. I'm not saying mm-hmm. this means they're bad, but, like, they're they're obviously at the top of the division now with the Saints struggling, and they mm-hmm. could make a playoff push. Uh, it really mm-hmm. just depends on if Brady can can play like he did against the Broncos or if he plays mm-hmm. like he did against the Saints, you know, it, it's it's tough to tell, but I do think they will make the playoffs. Yeah, so this is um, one of my main issues here. I'm seeing people say um, Tom Brady is washed, all this blah, blah, blah. That's obviously not true. He had 300 passing yards and three touchdowns. But what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. and this is perfectly exemplified with what my boy Chad over here just said. He's like, oh, they're playing bad teams. Um, you can't take much away from this game. And then you go on to say if Tom Brady keeps playing like he did against these bad teams, they're going to make the playoffs. Pick one poison. I think he is going to keep playing like this. 
I mean, Tampa Bay is Lee. He did lose Chris Godwin. He's supposed to miss, like, at least this next week for sure. And then it'll be, like, questionable for the second week. Um, But I think Mike Evans and Scotty Miller can definitely fill that role. I mean, he didn't get any help from his rushing game. Fournette was seven carries for 15 yards. And then, yeah. I mean, the, Tom Brady, you know, whether the Broncos defense is obviously not the same, but it is always tough going to play at Denver. It's been one of Tom Brady's um, worst locations in his career. Um, he was making deep throws to Scotty Miller, who was a guy that Skip Bayless called out of nowhere. I had no idea who he was, but he's been playing pretty solid. So Tom Brady's not washed. I definitely think they could are going to make the playoffs, and I could honestly see them winning the division, having a better record than the Saints. I really don't think that's true, Dylan. I don't think this team is not. I don't think this team is close to the Saints. Uh, I think that Ooh. there's too many holes, both offensively. I and think the defense is very underrated. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I think so. Their linebacking core is very solid, especially with Shaquille Barrett. But I'm just going to say, I think people are talking about Tom Brady being washed. Do you want to know who I think is washed? Who? Uh, I think Rob Gronkowski is absolutely <laughs> washed. He is, he is not showing up at all. I mean, this guy went to the WWE. Why are you signing him to your team? OJ Howard is a much better option than Rob Gronkowski. He's just running around there. He, he looks like an idiot. Uh, but, yeah, just talking about Tom Brady specifically – I don't know. Uh, I know at the beginning of the season, we were talking about, oh, can Tom Brady have an MVP season? I, I really don't think so. Uh, now, I don't think he's even going to finish in the top five for MVP voting uh, this season with the way that he's been playing. But uh, this Tampa Bay team, it's very strange. Leonard Fournette is underperforming. They're trying to do this hybrid Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, when we know who the better back is. I mean, easily. you're going to go hybrid, and then why would you give Fournette the A ball when he's 7 for 15? It just, I, I just don't know why you would do that. <laughs> yeah, but then then again, you have, like, Ronald Jones Jr., who, who's not super efficient with the ball. Uh, he's not – like, both are just not really being heavily utilized in the passing game. And I don't know, this this – this Tampa Bay team is, is very strange. I mean, you have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Both of them are battling injuries. Uh, you had Mike Evans having a <coughs> hilarious stat line the other day. Two Love receptions, it. Love two it. yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, that's hilarious. But Mike Evans turning into that goal line threat that Tom Brady wants. Uh, He's always been Kansas that goal line threat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but can this team make the playoffs is really the real question. I, I think, think they can. I think – I think they can. I think they'll have barely over a winning record. I could see them going like 10 and 6, maybe like 11 and 5. Uh, but they're definitely not going to be the leader of the division, especially with the New Orleans Saints. The Saints just need to kind of figure it out a little I, bit more. I am but. honestly very close into placing bets on the Bucks winning the division. I think my mind is going to convince myself that by the end of the day. So we'll see how we're feeling by then. But um, we're going to move on to some Chicago football. Not something we talk about too much on the podcast for good reason, but um, mm-hmm. they're in a bit of a QB conundrum. You know, I've seen lots of times now, I'm sure you guys have seen it, they start Trubisky, get to bench, they yeah. bring in Nick Foles, they make a push, they almost win the game. Um, they did win the game last time, actually, because the Falcons suck. But um, should <laughs> Nick Foles be the starting quarterback, or are you going to keep rolling with Trubisky? Uh, so I think Trubisky's time starting with the Bears is up. I think they yeah. should roll with Foles. He sparked that comeback. And yeah. this is the reason they brought him, to bring competition and basically tell Mitch, if you mess around, we're not playing around anymore. They showed mm-hmm. it. I mean, being benched down 16 isn't common, but when you have that QB situation, they thought to themselves, mm-hmm. like, let's see what Nick can do. And he led the comeback with three touchdowns. I just mm-hmm. think Nick Foles is the better option for them right now. But I do think we could have a little bit of a table turning. I think if Foles starts to struggle, they will not hesitate mm-hmm. to bench him for Mitch. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. sort of who has the hot hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but Foles right now, I think she'd get the go. Yeah. So, yeah, I, um, I, I, when the, but when the Bears uh, signed <laughs> Nick Foles, I really dislike, strongly dislike when they do this sort of QB competition thing. I think you got to pick one and let them lead. I thought they were going to let Nick Foles. Um, be like a backup. I thought they had faith in Trubisky, but I am obviously a, I I don't know. You guys probably don't know this, but I like Nick Foles a lot. I think he's very underrated. I kind of mm-hmm. was hoping um, he would get a longer shot in Jacksonville when Jacksonville still had those uh, good talents before the team just absolutely yeah. fell apart. I think that could have been a very dangerous team. Obviously, he won yeah. forty-one <laughs> on the Super Bowl against the quote-unquote defensive-minded genius and Bill Belichick. 
Um, but I think they need to go with Foles. They need to start winning games. And Nick Foles right mm-hmm. now is just the better guy for that job, in my opinion. Yeah, I, overall, the Bears just kind of suck. I don't see them making the playoffs. Uh, sorry to any Chicago Bears fans, but I don't think we have anyone from Chicago. The worst 3 and our team of all time. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they're not going to be 3-0 and for very long. But, yeah, l- let's talk about Mitchell Trubisky first. I hate this guy's decision-making. <laughs> it's like he – he has a great wide receiver in Allen Robinson, and yeah, he is throwing him the ball, but like his reads are just horrible. I mean, the Bears, the Bears' running game sucks, and Mitch Trubisky is just not helping their offense at all. I mean, Nick Foles, we saw him win a Super Bowl. I mean, there's the whole argument of oh, Carson Wentz is in that game, then the Patriots could have won. I, I honestly could see it. Uh, I don't think the Patriots are really prepared for Nick Foles. They're prepared for Carson Wentz. So I think if you put Carson Wentz in that game, the Patriots could have had a fair shot to do it. But Nick Foles, he's just a very – I don't even want to say that he's like a an amazing quarterback because he, he's not, but he's so much better than Mitch Trubisky. He makes smart reads. He's been in the league a lot longer. He has a lot more experience. Mitch Trubisky, I mean, everyone just knows him as just being a horrible quarterback. I don't think the Bears have any respect for this guy. I would honestly just start Nick Foles until Mitch Trubisky – proves that he can do better than him or if full screws up but yeah i'm rolling with Foles for now but this bears team is just abysmal yeah i actually uh really like to read cohen you know obviously he i think towards acl or mcl uh i really mm-hmm. like him i think they should have used him way more i think david montgomery should be montgomery is not the guy i man. think cohen should be uh starting over <laughs> him but yeah um Chicago Bears 3-0, and who would have thought? But um, we're going to be moving on now to some MVP talk. Talked about this a bit earlier right now. Every, there's lots of guys that have been floating around. Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray was floating around. I don't think he'll be in that anymore after losing to the Lions. But um, who do you guys think should be the MVP right now? Is Russell Wilson the clear-cut MVP? I am looking at this guy's poster on my wall right now, and that's Mr. Russell Wilson. The guy has the most touchdown passes in the first three games of an NFL season of all time. He broke that Patrick Mahomes record of 13, and he made it with 14. Uh, The guy, I mean, he's setting records. I mean, uh, we've never seen a quarterback throw back-to-back five touchdown games since Ben Roethlisberger back in, I think, like 2014. Uh, and then before that, it was back in like the 1950s. So Russell Wilson, again, just making history. This guy is the clear cut best quarter or not bet. I wouldn't, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would call him best quarterback in the league, but he's the surefire MVP candidate for me right now. I really, really hope this guy doesn't get injured because he's the backbone of the Seattle team. Yeah, and sure. the award is clearly for the most valuable player. In the past, we've seen it go to the best player. Like last season, for example, you have to go to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson probably has the be- had the best season of any quarterback last year. But if you're talking about value to a team, I'm for sure putting Russell Wilson's value as the most valuable player in the NFL. The Seahawks team without him would be completely lost. And Russell Wilson is what <laughs> elevates the Seahawks from a mediocre to okay team to a playoff contender and the leader of the division. Yeah, um, I have to agree. Russell Wilson is the clear-cut MVP, but Josh Allen is a very, very close second. I think one thing that could sure, sure. continue this um, is uh, Josh Allen has a better storyline, in my opinion, that I know the media likes to kind of attach onto a storyline. You know, Tom mm-hmm. Brady's out in New England. Who's going to take control of that division? That's a pretty good storyline. I think Russell Wilson's going to get knocked um, for the Niners, um, kind of falling apart with all these injuries. So they'll say he's a mm-hmm. beneficiary of that. But Russell Wilson's still the MVP. He has the record. He has the numbers. That's the combination you need for MVP, and he's got that. So Russell Wilson's my MVP as of right now. Yeah, so I think Wilson's the MVP, and I don't think it's particularly close. I mean, mm-hmm. as you guys said, he broke the record for most TD stone in the first three games. Mm-hmm. Set by Patrick Mahomes in his MVP year. I just don't see anyone nearly as valuable as him. Mm-hmm. And I thought the deep, his defense would be pretty good, but they have not shown that to me. Yeah. And he's definitely carried them. He has thrown one interception, but it was not his yeah, fault. Yeah, being anyway. Greg Olson deciding to <laughs> giving the other team the ball. And he's just been clearly dominant. And, I mean, like I predicted, he'd be MVP back in mm-hmm. the day. Uh, he's definitely been showing it. Yeah, um, one thing, too, you know, Seahawks obviously have the worst defense, but I know the Bills have some <laughs> solid weapons, but Russell Wilson definitely got better weapons, too. But I do uh, sure. definitely agree. Russell Wilson should be MVP. 
So uh, we're going to do a lesser version of the MVP, our Sunday MVP um, from Sunday. You know, who was that guy? Uh, what do you guys think? Um, so I'm going to go with Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. You know, 311 passing yards, five total touchdowns, mm-hmm. and that game-winning drive against the Rams. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't think it was his fault that they blew the lead in the first place, yeah. but he responded to the challenge. And uh, that final drive, I believe they had a third and 22 and a fourth and nine. Mm-hmm. And he just kept on going and fighting. And without him, I don't think they win this game. Uh, his defense did not play well. Mm-hmm. They blew that lead. He put the team on his back, mm-hmm. and he won the game for them. So he's my Sunday MVP. Yeah, for my Sunday MVP, I was going to go with Russell Wilson. But then I was like, I picked a guy last week, and I do think that someone may be our Sunday MVP a little bit more than him. And that is Mr. Josh Allen, like Jad said. This guy, I just love how he, he has no quit in him. He just keeps going. Yeah. He keeps fighting. Love it. He He's extending the play. Like, I saw, like, at least three times where Josh Allen could have just thrown it out of bounds and just tried going for it on, like, a fourth down. But he stayed with it. He He's shoving over defenders. He's trying all that he can to just get his team back into the game. Like Jed said, it's I don't think it's his fault at all that the Bills blew their lead. I think that was more of the defense's fault. Uh and just kind of an inability, uh, kind of a lapse on the coaching staff's part. But Josh Allen, just a crazy game, leading them to that game-winning drive. I mean, he's a young quarterback, and I think that he has a very bright future. Yeah, so I completely agree with everything you guys just said. It's not his fault they blew the lead. He had um, a great game, obviously. But I uh, like to pick kind of a sleeper for MVPs. You know, week one, I picked mm-hmm. D-Hop. Um, obviously, the mm-hmm. stereotypical picks this week are going to be Russell Wilson, Josh Allen. I'm kind of cheating with my pick because he did play on Monday night. My MVP is going to be Patrick Mahomes. This guy had okay. a great game. And I don't know if you guys saw the pregame. Every single analyst picked the Ravens to win the game. I picked the Ravens mm-hmm. to win the game. Um, we all, did, we all yeah. picked the Ravens to win the game. Everyone yeah, thought the we Ravens were going to win this game. You know, it's Lamar, you know, the future. Mahomes, MVP, also the future. And mm-hmm. Mahomes really shut that narrative down. This was a very, very dominating win. I know they almost can't kind of made a comeback, mm-hmm. but the Chiefs were in clear-cut control of this game the entire way, basically. And I got to hand it to them. Um, the Ravens' defense is obviously way better than the Chiefs. Chiefs obviously have better um, receiving weapons. But, I mean, yeah. Mahomes versus Lamar, this was supposed to be a close game shootout down to the wire. And Mahomes mm-hmm. really just shut that down and with a very convincing win. So he's my Sunday MVP, or technically Monday MVP, but he'll be my week three MVP. So. Yeah, uh, one other thing that I want to point out, I've been hearing this kind of going around on in the media. Um, it's that the Ravens cannot win big games. What do you guys think about that? I think... I, I sort of agree. I think it's been evident. I mean, Lamar Jackson, he has four regular season mm-hmm. losses. Three of them are against Patrick yeah. Mahomes and the Chiefs. And, I mean, to be the best, you got to mm-hmm. beat the best. And, obviously, Lamar has that 0-2 record against the play, mm-hmm. or in the playoffs. And he's still young, and he still has time to, you know, like shut down that narrative and mm-hmm. prove he can win. But right now, I just – I don't think they can, they can win in the playoffs. And I don't think – like, why do they always yeah. lose to the Chiefs? They to be the best. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I, um, I think it's not so much as of the Ravens. I think everyone's just severely overrating Lamar because at the end of the day, you know, your quarterback's gonna have to, you know, go down third and seven. You know, game on the line's gonna have to make some throws, and Lamar just can't make those throws right now. I mean, that's just the facts. I mean, we all <laughs> saw that play. Marquise Brown just toast the uh, Chiefs. Yeah. DB. Literally, oh, yeah. it's not even like a 20-yard throw. It's like a 15-yard throw. By, by the time he's throwing it, it would have been a clear touchdown. Severely underthrows mm-hmm. it. Should have been picked off, but the Chiefs DB dropped yeah. it. And then I saw some stat. Lamar was like 0 for 3 on passes over 20 yards. One, you're 0 mm-hmm. for 3, 0%. And two, you're only throwing three passes that are more than 20 yards. I mean, what type mm-hmm. of offense is that? Um, I, Tom Brady could have made that throw. He's washed up. So Drew Brees could have made that throw. He's washed up. I mean, Lamar... Mm-hmm. He's got to work on his throwing game if they're going to be that guy. Um, so, yeah, that's what I think about that. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm sort of agreeing here. I don't like to, like, hop on, like, one, like, hate bandwagon kind of thing because I think that's kind of stupid, and you look stupid if, like, I have been that saying, team ends up. Lamar is a running back. He's not as much of a running back, but I'm still going with my mm-hmm. playoff Lamar narrative. He's only two in the playoffs. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be completely honest here with this Ravens team. I do think that they're overrated, and I think that I – 
overrated them as well. I think that they're a great regular season team, but come playoff time, come those big games, I don't think they can win. The Chiefs just absolutely manhandled them the other day. I mean, I don't think it's completely Lamar's fault, although I do think he didn't play well at all. He was not effective at all. Uh, They had, like, less than 100 passing yards, I think. Yeah, Mark Andrews uh, (laughs) had, like, I want to say – I wasn't keep like I don't know if this is an accurate count because of course like I wasn't counting like throughout the entire game, but I want to say at least three to five wide open passes from Lamar to Mark Andrews. <laughs> Literally, no one is guarding the guy, and the guy just like he's I don't know. I think maybe he thinks he's a defensive back or something. He's scared of the ball, but he just batted like the ball down. Like he he just can't catch, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Lamar on those deep throws, his arm is not looking very, very accurate. Like he, he has the arm. We've seen that he has the arm strength to throw that far, but the <laughs> accuracy, which is probably the most important of being able to throw that deep ball, is just lacking for him. Mm. I think that's why, why I consider Russell Wilson to be a better quarterback as him. Because yeah, okay. true, both of them can make the, both of them can make the checkdowns, both of them can make the medium routes. But when it comes to that deep ball, Russell Wilson is the best deep ball throwing QB in the league. Uh, maybe in the league for the last like three years, he's just insanely accurate from there. Lamar, we've not really seen it. He has the power, but he doesn't have the accuracy. Uh, I think this Ravens team, I don't know. I don't see them making it to the Super Bowl. I'm going to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah, I, I completely That's my agree. bold prediction. Um, yeah, so we're going to move on to some basketball now. I can't wait for this one, so I'm going to get started with mm-hmm. it. Lakers versus Nuggets. Um, there's certain people in the media. There's certain people in our fan base from our poll yesterday that I was very disappointed in. You guys had mm-hmm. 66% taking the Miami Heat in the finals. We're going to talk about that later, though. But there's this notion that LeBron James can't close. I know it's been false for years. But there's people out there that think he can't close. I don't want to hear it anymore. 38-point triple-double with 16 points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Nine points in a row in the fourth quarter to completely ice the game. Now, yeah. I knew we were going to win this series, so I'm not going to get too hyped up because, you know, our job's yeah. not completed. We're on a mission, yeah. finals, that's what we're going for. So I'm going to use this time instead to bash Kawhi Leonard and the Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard has said, people have said he's the best player on the planet. They've said playoff Kawhi is a whole new dog. They said he can close. <laughs> they say he's the best two-way player. Jamal Murray came back down 3-1, ate Kawhi for breakfast in the clutch time. Yeah. And LeBron, we're seeing LeBron locking him up. I know that one play, you know, could have been a foul, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. LeBron locked him up on all the other possessions too. And then, because we, mm-hmm. we know PG 13% is not going to guard him, so Kawhi had to go guard him. And he didn't do too hot, so LeBron put the clamps on him in year 17. Kawhi couldn't. Kawhi, you know, supposed to be a closer. In game six and game seven, you um, mm-hmm. go one for seven and one for 10 in the fourth quarter of both of those games. If LeBron did that, he would probably, the media would be calling for him to retire yeah, yeah. right away. Um, and then another thing, too, um, the Clippers have, uh, I think, a 12, 16, 14, and a 10 point lead entering in halftime or the fourth quarter in every single one of those games, and obviously they lost. If LeBron does any of that, people are calling him for retire. How is he the GOAT, blah, blah, blah. Kawhi, PG, stay in Los Angeles, Lakers basement. Lakers are the dogs. Uh, You got Doc Rivers fired, so that's all I want to say. Yeah, uh, I'm going to talk about this Um, here. Uh, Sorry, Jad, but I'm going to be completely honest. I wanted the Nuggets to win the series, but – I've said, I know, I know, uh, but as a, just an analyst first and a fan second, the Lakers were undoubtedly going to win this series. I mean, the Nuggets had so many key role players stepping up for them in the big moments. You have Jamal Murray just elevating himself in the bubble. I hats off to that guy. Nikola Jokic, I think just got absolutely locked up the series. I don't think he produced at uh, offensively as much as he would have wanted to. Uh, he did have and some I, good moments in the fourth quarter, but it just wasn't very yeah. consistent. Yeah, because <laughs> let me talk about the Lakers' zone defense. That thing is deadly. The <laughs> Lakers' zone defense has shut down the Rockets' offense, which is supposedly one of the best offenses in the league. It shut down the Nuggets, too. It shut down every team that they've come across, and I feel like the Heat are going to definitely face some difficulties when it comes to that Los Angeles Lakers' zone. It's played very, very, very well. Uh, and just when they started incorporate, like I saw when they were playing man to man, it was a very close game. But the minute they turned that zone on, it was like a, like a, a switch flick. Uh, the Lakers just completely took over. I thought that the Nuggets could maybe get more than one game. I, I'm gonna be completely honest. It's like I think the Lakers just like losing like one game in the series, just kind of feel out their opponent. They don't really want to try and then they just beat them. 
but everyone's saying like LeBron. I mean, I as much as I really love MJ, I think if LeBron James wins his final series, it's going to be incredibly hard to prove him as not being the best player of all time. And uh, just talking about, just without focusing on the bigger picture here, just talking about this series, Jamal Murray, yes, he does get injured, but you do have key role players like Jeremy Grant stepping up. You have Michael Porter Jr., uh, Nicole Jokic. So I do like this Nuggets team for the future because I think that they have a very solid core, young core that they can build around. And I do like the key, key role players that they have uh, that are able to play up in the big moments. So I do think that they gave the Lakers a bit of a challenge. I think they gave them more of a challenge than I dare say the Rockets did. Uh, but overall, the Lakers just, they're, they're a good team, man. There's nothing else I can say. I mean, I'm sure all the Laker haters and LeBron haters were heated. They're just not showing it. This Nuggets mm-hmm. team can get high. I understand that. But wow. Clippers lost. It, it still baffles me. I mean, I feel like the Nuggets were sort of the doormat for the Lakers. <laughs> you know, like we used them to eliminate the Clippers, and then we had no problem eliminating them. They do have a bright future, but there were no match for AD, LeBron, and the Lakers. And I just I don't get how the Clippers lost to them, especially when they were up 3-1. And another thing is people want to say that the Lakers' road to the finals were so easy. But before the Blazers series, I heard people calling them the best eight seed of all time. Mm-hmm. And then we, we beat them in five. Before the Rockets series, who's going to stop Westbrook and Harden? We beat them in five. And then, I mean, before the Nuggets series, this team just beat the Clippers. Who's going to stop Jamal Murray? We beat them in five. It's just <laughs> – and then all of a sudden, it's the easiest road. Pick one, stop flip-flopping. It's just what LeBron haters do. Yeah, so we're going to be moving on to the Celtics heat. Uh, Drew, get us started with the Celtics Heat series. Tyler Hero is just an absolute dog, man. I really like this guy. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Butler. Uh, I honestly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, take responsibility here. I did not think the Heat were gonna come this far, and I did think that Jimmy Butler was a bit of a diva. Uh, but obviously, I was kind of wrong about both of those things. Uh, this Heat team is scary. I think that this is going to be the most difficult competition that the Lakers have faced so far. I do think that the Western Conference is definitely stronger, but I think that this team, out of all the teams that we've seen so far, is going to give the the Lakers the biggest struggle. Uh, as to who will win, we'll, we're going to talk about that later, uh, so I'm not going to give my like spoiler predictions yet. But the Heat, they're a very strong team. I think the Celtics team just completely underperformed. I mean, you have like mm-hmm. Jason Tatum; he's playing he's playing decently. Uh, you've got Jalen Brown, who just kind of failed to step up. You've got Tice. I don't know why he's playing for them, honestly. <laughs> Daniel Tice is just not a very strong player. Uh, you've got Gordon Hayward, who just played abysmally. I think that he's just not been the same since his injury. And uh, I think he really showed. He's, he's like, pulling his punches. Like, it looks like he's kind of scared. And he's supposed to be one of their big men. He's playing that small forward, power forward. So I don't think that's good for them. I think the Celtics team, It. I don't know if they're going to be a team that wants to kind of keep some of the pieces that it has now and kind of uh, let go of some of the pieces that it doesn't need and try to gain them in like free agency and the draft and such, or if it's a team that just wants to completely rebuild. I don't think that they are a rebuilding team because I think that Jason Tatum is definitely a player you want to keep, keep your, uh, keep your eye on. You want Inez Cantor. Definitely. You also want uh, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. So you do have a basis for a good team. You have a pretty good bench as well, but just overall, the Celtics just got manhandled by the Heat. The Heat are a much deeper team. Uh, mm-hmm. I really, part of me really hope that uh, Dwayne Wade would have actually still been on the Heat. That way, oh. he could have maybe ended his career with at least a chance of a ring. You know, would have been nice. But yeah, the Heat and Heat are a very good team, and I definitely underestimated them. All right, Jad, you go ahead. Yes. So uh, I did not see the Heat being this lethal. I understand they beat the Bucks, but I thought that was more of the Bucks problem. The scary thing about the Heat is they could beat you in many different ways. Um, Jimmy Butler has proven to be a superstar. Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson are so lethal when it comes to shooting and scoring. Bam Adebayo is honestly good with his defense alone. Uh, this team as a five seed has shocked everybody. As for the Celtics, it was a good fight, but the Heat, the Heat just looked like a better overall team. Uh, I don't think the Celtics really need to change anything. Tatum, obviously, is still the best, one of the best players in the NBA and still very young. So the Celtics will be competing for a long time. 
Hopefully Kemba can stay healthy, and I think we'll see them back in the playoffs next year. Yeah, so I am a very big Jason Tatum fan. He's probably my first or second favorite player. That's a non-Laker. I was rooting for the Heat to win this series because I think they match up uh, worse with the Lakers than the Celtics do, but we'll talk about that later. But I predicted the Celtics to win. I was very uh, high on the Heat. You know, I predicted them to make the conference finals. I just thought the Celtics' talent would be too much, but the talent didn't show up. Uh, Jalen Brown was incredibly inconsistent throughout the series. Kemba Walker played poor to medium, at, poor to average at best. Marcus Smart is taking way too many shots in the clutch. Um, Jason Tatum was playing medium to great. Uh, had a couple medium average games, but I think he played very well. Daniel Tice, I don't know why he's still on the team. The Both of the other centers are better than him. But um, yeah. I think it was a great series. I honestly thought the Celtics were going to force it to go to Game 7. I thought they were highly capable of coming back 3-1. I mean, and it was looking like that, but they went to that 2-3 zone the Heat did. And the Celtics just kept hoisting up threes with Marcus Smart, and that's a W for the Heat. I don't care what anybody else says. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty interesting series with the Lakers. But the Celtics just fell apart, and the Heat just deserved to win the game. Yeah. Um, another thing, too, I predict. I said this, not really a prediction, on an underrated mm-hmm. segment, I had said Jimmy Butler was the most underrated or overhated player in the NBA. Um, they said he's mm-hmm. not, not a good leader. They said he's a diva. I hope we all see that's not true now. Um. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. So, we're going to be moving on to uh, the finals prediction. Mr. Anish, mm-hmm. NBA finals champion. Uh, how many? Who you got? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, so from the start, just to say this, I had the, I believe, the Celtics and the, I know I had the Lakers in the West. I think I had the Celtics in the East. I could have had either the Celtics or the Bucks. I don't really remember. Uh, you guys can go and listen to the, episode where we did make our predictions long before the season and honestly i think we made some pretty good predictions yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but just talking about the series you have lebron james anthony davis you just have this incredibly strong lakers team it's well coached for the first time in what seems like forever uh versus this heat team which is just very very strong you've got a great coach in spolstra and then you've got bam out of you've got tyler hero you've got jimmy butler You've got Duncan Robinson. You've just got all these great players on both sides. I think that the these games are going to be exciting to watch. I don't think this is going to be a complete romp for the Lakers. Uh, but I think I just kind of spoiled who I had winning, though. Uh, I had them winning from before the, the bubble actually ended up starting, and that's going to be the Los Angeles Lakers. I think this is going to be LeBron's fourth ring. And after this, I think it's going to be very, very, very hard to – to not think that he's the greatest player of all time. Uh, he's just, it's incredible. It's really, I think that we take LeBron for granted uh, mm-hmm. kind of when we're watching him play. I think that a lot of people like to hate on him. A lot of people, uh, and me, myself included, uh, just kind of discredit his greatness uh, as kind of a normal for us. But I think once LeBron retires, we're just going to see the impact that he has had on the game. I have the Lakers winning this series in five or six games. Uh, I have the I have the Heat eking out maybe the first first one of the series, the first game. Uh, then everyone kind of boards the Lakers hype. Tra- I mean the the Heat hype train. Then the Lakers kind of shut them up, go up three one. But then I think that the Heat might may be able to win another game, making it a series three two. But then the Lakers just kind of take over in that sixth game. I am leaning more towards five games than six. I think this Lakers team is not messing around, and I think they're really on a journey. But one thing I do want to point out that's kind of unrelated to this, uh, that LeBron thing where he did the, the the same thing that Kobe did at the end of the game, that was so cringy. Please oh. don't do that. I know. Uh, but I think that if this, if this Lakers team wins, it's such a good storyline. You've got Kobe Bryant, like one of the best Lakers of all time, one of the best players of all time. And you kind of honor his legacy by winning a championship for the Lakers. That's that's just a great moment. You can't really make anything uh, more sentimental than that. And I honestly feel like the Lakers are going to get it done this season. Uh, But, yeah, that's my take. What do you guys think? All right. So, I got the Lakers in six games. I mean, the Heat are nice. Don't get me wrong. But I just think the Lakers are more complete. LeBron Anthony Davis is the best duo in the league right now. Um, I don't want to hear Kawhi or PG or anyone. Uh, but if the shooters just knock down open shots, I don't see how the Heat can stop them. 
the Heat are going to win a couple games, in my opinion, because uh, if their scores are really hot, I could definitely see them, you know, stealing a couple games because everything's going in for them. But I, it just won't be enough to beat the high-powered Lakers. Uh, and I think LeBron gets his fourth ring and his fourth Finals MVP, and it's going to be amazing to watch because I think LeBron will clearly be the most valuable player on the team in the series. I mean, he has been all year. No disrespect to Anthony Davis, but it will definitely show in the finals. Uh, it showed in the in Game Five against the Nuggets. So yeah, I think it'll be a special moment. Yeah. So I'm just gonna say right now, I got Lakers in five. Um, I could see, mm-hmm. you know, LeBron likes to get a feel out game in game one, kind of see what the Heat are about. So I could definitely see us losing that game. Um, another mm-hmm. thing I could see happening, you know, Lakers are too hyped up. We get game one and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of that reality settles in. Heat get a game two, but we're winning in five. Um, if you look at it like this, Lakers start JaVale McGee and Anthony Davis. Bam Adebayo mm-hmm. can only guard one of them. He only start yep. one big in Adebayo. So if you're going to put um, Bam Adebayo on AD, Jimmy Butler on LeBron, that's what I have to do. We're going to need JaVale to step up, get some boards for us. But I could mm-hmm. definitely see the Heat choking it and putting, you know, Adebayo on JaVale. Then, like, Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler on AD. The recipe is mm-hmm. all there for LeBron. LeBron's going to put up big numbers either way. Um, he's going to be facilitating the Heat. Are very um, help defense-oriented. They like to play a lot of help defense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if KCP, Danny Green knock down those shots, finals Danny Green, something I like to see. Um, LeBron's going to be putting up the boards, the assists, the points. I got LeBron winning finals MVP. I got Lakers mm-hmm. in five. The Lakers are going to be so locked in. It's just going to be great mm-hmm. for us, baby. Yeah, I also, just to add, I have LeBron James winning the finals MVP as well. I think that the people saying that Anthony Davis is carrying him are absolute idiots. Uh, if they don't probably, they probably don't watch the games, but... <laughs> Yeah, LeBron is not getting carried. LeBron is carrying, as yeah. usual. So we're closing out, as per usual. Love, hate. And Mr. Anish, mm-hmm. take us away. So uh, I I kind of have two things. I'm going to go with the love for today, though, because I think we can end on a more positive note. And uh, I just watched this movie last night, uh, and that is The Devil All the Time. It's a Netflix ex- uh, like original movie. I know like people hear that, and they're like, oh, my God, it's going to be trash. But... This movie is great. I mean, I knew that it was going to be at least half decent when I saw that the cast list. You got an incredibly talented actor with Robert Pattinson. You've got Bill Skarsgård, Tom Holland, uh, Sebastian Stan, all of these. And then you have this guy, Anthony Antonio Campos, who's the director. I have not seen any of his other work, so that made me a little bit scared as to, hey, maybe this guy's just going to fumble the bag and this movie's just going to be very bad. But fortunately that was not the case this is probably the best movie i've seen that's come out this year i mean mm. to be fair like not a lot of movies have come out this year so it's kind of not exactly uh the biggest competition as compared to last year when so many good movies came out uh but this year this movie is very very good uh robert pattinson i mean he's one of my favorite actors right now and he really just kind of cemented how much i like him in this movie i don't think his performance really was the best in the movie. I think it was definitely top three. I think he was still insanely good. I think that Tom Holland was really my real kind of a dark horse here. Tom Holland just did great in the movie. I thought, eh, he's going to do okay, but it's going to be driven by the bigger actors. Uh, Tom Holland's just going to kind of be the main character with not a lot of depth, but he played his role very well, and I was very surprised, pleasantly surprised. Uh, then the performance that really stole the show for me, though, was definitely Bill Skarsgård. I mean, you guys may know him more as Pennywise from It, but the guy is just an incredibly talented actor and he shows in this movie. He's only in the movie for, I think like the beginning third, I wanna say, uh, through like some flashback scenes and stuff, but it's when he's in it, he kind of steals the show. He's a very good actor. Uh, Sebastian Stan, I was kind of underwhelmed by. I thought his character was gonna have more to do with the story, but just the overall story, I'm not gonna spoil anything. It's like a dark thriller. Uh, you have like a bunch of these like kind of storylines coming together, but then at the end it just all like comes together. All these characters that haven't met each other meet each other, but they're all connected in some way. I do recommend this. Uh, this is a movie that I was highly anticipating uh, upon its release, and uh, I'm gonna say that it definitely didn't. It, it lived up to the hype. It didn't disappoint me, and uh, I would recommend that you check it out if you're looking for a good new movie to watch. All right, so. I also have a love, and uh, so 
It's about Damon <laughs> Arnett, the Raiders rookie cornerback. Um, so on Sunday night, I was playing 2K with my friends. I got a notification that he was live streaming. I started watching and I requested to join his live and he ended up accepting me. And we were talking about 2K, just having a laugh. I told him how I made my character look like Henry Ruggs. And uh, we started laughing. And it was just a great moment, the first time I've ever talked to an NFL player. And uh, he seemed pretty humble, um, you know, talking to the fans like that. I was kind of disappointed, though, because I don't really like how he was live streaming after a loss. And he was he looked like kind of happy. He should be uh, motivated to do better next week. But some sad news. It seems like he might go on IR with a thumb mm. injury. So maybe he probably didn't know that at the time. So um, I hope for a speedy recovery. But, yeah, it was I a great moment. I, of course, have to take the contrarian approach. I have a hate for today. My hate is going oh, to no. be the weather. I was told growing up oh, in yeah. school that there's four seasons in the year. I'm not seeing any evidence of that whatsoever. <laughs> I pay for four seasons, and I'm only getting one, which is summer. It's literally supposed to be fall. It's supposed to be fall in February, and it's like 85 to 100 degrees consistently for the past three weeks. I know, like, past three weeks, it's kind of summer. But it, when when is fall coming? When is winter coming? It's just not coming. I mean, I don't know. Climate change, gender reveal parties. I don't know what the deal is. But this, <laughs> the weather is not living up to its hype. They got to change it. Uh, so weather is my hate. I am a cold weather type of guy. I don't really like mm-hmm. the hot. Not even like it doesn't even have to be cold. It just can't be hot. I just don't yeah. like the hot weather whatsoever. So that is my uh, hate for today. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Dylan. Yesterday, uh, I, I played tennis, uh, as you guys might know, but I was playing tennis yesterday from like 3.30 to about 5, and I got such a bad migraine from the heat. It was just so annoying. Uh, I'm not trying to go outside and have it be like 99 degrees with like 15% humidity. I mean, like, yeah, I know, like California, I think California is overrated in terms of weather. Like, I mm-hmm. think maybe I'm just saying that because we live here and like yeah. we're just complaining, like nitpicking. But it just sucks. Like, we don't even, like, we have, like, a winter, which is, like, cold, which is, like, okay. Like, I mean, For, like, like, three weeks. Yeah, for, like, three weeks. And then it's just, like, like, we're in October now almost. Like, why? I think summer ended, like, (laughs) two months ago, maybe. Maybe the seasons just didn't get the memo. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. But uh, that's going to wrap up our episode. We'll be back um, maybe after this next week, football week. Uh, So we'll see Mm -hmm. you guys then. Uh, make sure you know follow Tree Talks on Instagram and all of that. So, um, I'm closing out now. <laughs>